Welcome to episode 3 of the Philosopher Science podcast, the podcast about free, libre and open source software for science. Today, David and I are interviewing Oliver Kopp and Jörg Lenhardt. Both are working on the reference management software ChapRef. Hi, Oli and Jörg. Could you both please introduce yourself and talk to us about your responsibilities in the ChapRef community? Hey, hello. I am Oliver and I am postdoc at the University of Stuttgart. Um, currently, I am working in the field of document and software architecture and cloud computing. And um, personally, I love to contribute to the world of open source software. And in ChapRef, I'm trying to hold the whole team together that it moves on. <laughs> Okay, and I'm Jörg. I'm also a postdoc at uh, the University of Karlstad in Sweden, and I'm working in software engineering, which is also why I do open source software development, of course. And uh, yeah, as Oli said, uh, I guess he's sort of the lead guy, I would say, in Jabra, uh, who does a lot of managerial work <laughs> and, and tries to pull many strings together. And well, I myself... Um, Well, uh, I do a lot of coding or quality things uh, and also management things and reviewing of code contribution things uh, in Jabrev. Yeah. So we are sort of some of the core developers, at least. Okay. Interesting. Thanks. And for our listeners who may not know Jabrev, what is Jabrev and who is the main user of it? Well, uh, Jabref is an open source tool, obviously, otherwise it wouldn't be in this podcast. <laughs> it's it's a cross-platform citation and reference uh, manager. So, so it's something you manage your bibliographies uh, with when you, when, you, when you try to structure big amounts of bibliography, when you write a paper, say, um, then you always need references, obviously, and Jabref is something that helps you to manage that. So, so it's mostly scientists who use it, but also well, students and teachers, anybody who needs to deal with a lot of literature. We've also having people from university libraries, for example, who, who manage their catalogs of, of books in the library uh, with Jabref, uh, among other things. And well, uh, Jabref is focused on LaTeX, uh, LaTeX, uh, uh, or however you want to call it. <laughs> and um, It's, it's much focused on writing research papers in the natural sciences, the, the sciences that use LaTeX. Um, but, but there's plenty of other edge cases or people using the tool for, for many purposes. So we, we also have integration for, for the regular word processing tools like OpenOffice or Microsoft Word. And also people are also using it for that. So we, we don't really know <laughs> how many people are using it for many purposes, but the core is clearly LaTeX and uh, paper writing. By saying that it's based for LaTeX, it's, it's probably because you mean the, the, the database is stored as a, as a BIB file? Yeah, precisely. That's the core format and also the core focus of Jabref. And, well, it came from LaTeX. <laughs> so that's what it goes hand in hand with. So that allows inter interoperability with other similar software as well? Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, the, the database and all the data that uh, Jabref stores out of the box is a BibTeX file. That's a plain text file and you can process it in many ways. You can also write your own scripts to, to do whatever you want. Uh, with the data, but you can also export and import many more formats. I guess we come to the features <laughs> in a second. Okay, so when speaking of features, could you please briefly summarize some of the key features of Jabref? 
Okay, um, we um, can group the key features in four categories. Um, these are collect, organize, cite, and share. <laughs> um, regarding the collection, um, in TabRef, you, you, you can collect your references from many online scientific catalogs such as Google Scholar, Medline, Springer, Archive, and many more. Also, which means uh, if you want to search and say, okay, I want to pull out data from Google Scholar, you just key it in JPREF and you get them the bib tag I'm out of it. In, in total, um, we can import and export 15 reference formats so, so that the integration of other tools is, is, is really manageable and not just with a bunch of it, but nearly all, all of them. And full text can also be retrieved by JPREF. We integrated just small button where you press it and then you get a PDF and everything is fine. And if you don't want to search Google Scholar, but you know a DOI, also the digital object identifier from a paper, you can just key it in in JPREF and JPREF fetches the BibTeX data from it. Okay, interesting. About organization, what kind of structure do you have to organize the papers? Uh, several things. I mean, you, you of course can manage them via the fields using things such as keywords, for example, but we also have grouping functionality. So in parallel to the uh, text items, you can build a tree of groups, more or less, hierarchical groups, and can sort papers into different groups. So you can build your subfield, so to say, your area and categorize papers in many, many ways. And that is also stored uh, in, in the BIP file itself, so you can easily transform it. And we have a few other things. We have consistency checks, cleanup operations that help you really in managing this, that clean up the, the data, also the structure of your entries that make sure that you've set all the fields you want to set uh, and, and more things. Yeah, then please. Yeah, we, we, mm -hmm. regarding this, this citation uh, capability, we already discussed that uh, we got full BibTeX and BibliaTeX support because we base on, on that and we don't do any conversion to, to some internal format. We got a one-to-one -one representation of the BIM, BIM, BibTeX data, with this, with this, which is the key feature of JPREF. Um, but we also have support for um, LibreOffice concerning inserting and formatting citations. And what we are mostly proud of is our site as a write functionality, um, where, you, where we integrate with Emacs, Text Studio, and other tools to insert citations while you're writing your paper. Um, and if you just want to browse your, your bibliography to, to look some something up or what else, we, you, we can also render it inside ChapRef how, how the um, reference works. You can maybe choose like a Springer format or IEEE format or what else. And these formats can be either defined in ChapRef itself with a format coming up, let's say it's 10 years old or something like that. Or you can use the more modern citation styles thing, which is an in, uh, external initiative offering thousands of different styles. This could be used as a feature to debug uh, bibliographic entries. If you have any problem with them, the output, you would see it in Jabref and you would be able to spot uh, inconsistency in your database. I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Or I personally use that uh, for the word in the integration. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> right. because oh, yeah. I, yeah, because I don't want to export or import XML somehow, but I just want to copy and paste in entries. And this is my personal way for, for others not using Zotero or the word integrated reference management who just copy and paste their things and they just put it there. Or at paper reviews. If I put references in paper reviews, I want them also have formatted consistently. And then I can just copy and paste the, the text from there. Uh, 
for paper submission, can you export par partial bibliography instead of uh, providing your whole bibliography? I mean, by selecting a few reference that you're using, generating a partial uh, bib file? Yeah. Yeah, it's even more cool if you if you lose use LaTeX, you can say generate a bibliography from the AUX file, okay. which passes the references used in your paper and just writes in a new bib file. Oh, nice! Instead of manually selecting the files, you automatically generate it. That's that's a good, yeah. good feature. Yeah. And then we we try to well tailor the tool so that you can easily collaborate. I mean, we write papers together, <laughs> so we somehow need to be able to collaborate and. We, we make sure that the format is version control friendly. So if you use a version control system such as Git or SVN in your group, Jabra will integrate nicely with that, at least. And you can also use shared databases uh, if you want to go more sophisticated. So things like PostgreSQL uh, or MySQL. Um, Jabra will work with that as well. And what, what we are very proud of is that it's an instance sync with, with the mm -hmm. database. If you connect to, to Postgres, it uses a publish subscribe mechanism to, to update your, your references instantly, which means you, you, your colleague and you can, can work really online on the thing without having to commit or pressing a button. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is nice but I mean, feature. all of this is uh, now now just a selection. The tool is uh, quite old already, or it exists for a long time. I mean, something like 15 years. And um, I, I'm working on the project now for a few years, but I still discover new features hidden somewhere <laughs> that I didn't know of. And it's quite capable uh, of, of many, many things that are still hidden in the code as well that we're trying to push forward. About the database, the shared database you spoke earlier, how, is it to, how hard is it to set up a remote database server? What are the requirements? Also, it's just a access to, to a Postgres system with username and password. There are free hosts out there. You can set up your local Postgres and then just give um, JPF admin rights then that it can create a, a, a database table for you. And um, for the other users, also the, the users, con the second user connecting just needs normal write access to the thing. And JPF then creates two tables. Um, yeah, and, and the tables hold the, the, the BibTeq entries then. It's just a very simple format. What, what use. We use a key value format in the um, database. Okay. okay. So thanks for introducing some key features. And... Previous, you mentioned Sotero, so we would be interesting in some differences between ChatRef and other free or commercial alternatives such as Sotero, EndNote, or Mendeley. What is the difference between, yeah, that it is open source and yeah, others are mostly free or commercial tools? Okay. Um, well, um, we would say that we are BibTech first reference manager which means we are working really close with, with BibTech and, and guys working with, with LaTeX or, or similar tools can, can really rely what's written in the BIP file because the, the other tools mostly export and import BibTech and you don't really have to have the control what's written in there, like treating of umlauts, having short or long titles, which fields are really written, which entry types are there. And with JPF, you have really control of that. Regarding the other tools, we would say that um, Zotero uh, works well to, together with, with uh, JPREF. As like if you want to have uh, um, another kind of word integration, you can use Zotero with, with a um, JPREF database. And um, because it can see best complementary software. And we would say that EndNote and Mendeley probably have their strength in word support. Okay. 
Interesting. Um, you said you were involved since a few years in the project, but w when did the project, the Jabref project, start? It's, it's quite old in, in terms of such an open source project, I would say. So it's uh, started in 2003, roughly 15 years now. And it was first a collaboration between two guys, Morten Alva and Nissan Patada, who, well, uh, had similar projects going on and joined their efforts. But since then, it has grown a lot. Uh, if you look at GitHub, for example, I mean, we have around 120 people who already contributed to the software with code or translations, and that's quite a lot uh, in terms of how it uh, went up. And it, as I said, it grew in many, many features over the years as well. So it's a really uh, big project uh, for, for of its kind. And uh, at the moment, it's also a quite active project, I would say. Okay. And... Was there a shift in the goals of the project since its creation, or did it always had the same aims? I, well, um, after several years, um, the project somehow revived in 2014 because there was some because Morton did did um, not want to continue it somehow, and it was um, no not that much um, activity. But in 2014, we released a major version 3.0 where we rewrote large parts of JetRef and included many new features, also, which means we um, modernized the development um, infrastructure at the one hand and also in the modernized the code to bring it to a new Java version um, level yeah, and to, to use modern Java constructs. And um, we are really thankful that there's Git available, GitHub and Travis, because this really en enables us a um, con continuous build pi pipeline where we can find errors very early and also help co contributors spotting bugs in, in the code um, before it's in, in production somehow. And um, GitHub also en enables us for, to review code, which, is, which is always improves the, the, the stability and code base of, of JetRef. And um, yeah, our, our team continued their efforts since these days and until the most recent um, 4.0 release. Okay. And why do you choose Java to write ChatRef? As a, a Java, it was, because as a, a Java, it was like um, Morton and um, Nassar started with, with Java, and we did not want to rewrite the, the whole code base. Just we want to to keep their code and just work work on it and gradually update the, the the java features and um, because java is also very well backwards co compatible it was easy for for us to 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 move on okay and you started to mention some cool features i planned for the next chat rep relief and yeah what is the long-term roadmap for chat rep well, at the moment, a lot is about uh, migrating, about the UI technology, so to say. Because the project is so old, it has been built on, well, outdated, deprecated technology in a sense, and we can't move that forward anymore. We need to rewrite a lot of things to newer technology to be able to implement new features. And then for us, that means Java FX at the moment, because that's the new UI framework in Java. Um, that then fits better to, to uh, newer displays, for example. Um, at the moment, this is causing us a lot of headaches because we support both technologies in parallel and many, many things break <laughs> when you do that. So it's still a bit of a rough process going on at the moment, but we hope to at least 
migrate the whole UI to the new framework and then offer a more stable um, user experience than, than it might be at the moment as well. But we have also a few other things. I mean, we, we're working on a ShareLatech integration that should be ready pretty soon so that you can also write. Uh, when you write your paper with ShareLatech with the collaborators that you can also manage your bibliographies in Jabref at the same time. Um, and we're also working on a lot of PDF uh, features to, for example, that Jabref also presents annotations that you write into your PDF files that you can modify these annotations, that you can search PDF files that you attach to papers and so on. That's what we're trying to improve at the moment. Okay. And yeah, well, the, the long run will be to, to well bring Jabref to the web that connects a little bit to your Java question <laughs> as well. We would. Um, get the thing into the cloud in a sense, or at least make sure that you can host it yourself somehow easily so that you can more easily co collaborate on that. And that means uh, a lot of shift in technology as well. So it's, it's a, well, a goal in the distance still. But um, at least we, we have a prototype called CloudRef at the moment that, that, that is the first proof of concept, let's say, that, that it's possible at least to get the functionality out there. But now we're extracting technical things out of JabRef to, to make that work. And it should be feasible. We, we just can't promise when. <laughs> okay. yeah. um, speaking of shifts in technology and technological depth, in the Linux world, uh, X11, you probably know, is kind of going away in the long term and there's a transition going to Wayland. Uh, your your UI in how is it based on is there a, the, a toolkit behind I, th uh, I think it's Java based but um, how do you foresee the future under Linux under Wayland Compositor? It, will you, you your UI be able to easily work? Will you need X Wayland? Uh, will you need to Fix other problems that way? Is it a technical debt that is coming soon? Uh, we hope not. Um, we <laughs> hope that the uh, OpenJDK guys could do a good stuff and um, really support in JavaFX also on the new uh, modern pl platforms for rendering graphics on, on, on Unix. And we hope that goes well. And if it doesn't, we, we will focus on CloudRef. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we have to say that the UI support on, on Linux, at least, is much better than on macOS, <laughs> I would say. So they're doing a, a decent job at the moment. But it all depends on the Java support in, in Linux environments. That's not something that we address. Basically, we build on Java as standard Java. And uh, as long as that's possible on Linux, everything should be fine. Okay, so you're dependent on the Java developers to develop yeah. a, a toolkit. Okay, that's fine. It's it's not your core focus anyway, so that's totally mm. understandable. Ah. Um, and you're both currently at JabCon, a conference about the, the development of Jabref, uh, where you meet with developers, other developers and other users of Jabref. Uh, what is the motive of uh, the conference? Well, the core motive is for us developers to also meet in person <laughs> because we mostly uh, coordinate uh, via, via Skype or via calls. Uh, and it's nice that at least once a year you meet the guys you, you talk with all the time. And then we try to get as much stuff done as possible. Uh, yeah. that, that's the core. Yeah. Hmm? yeah, and get to learn the people because it it helps yeah. to when you're talking with someone by email if you met the someone the, the, that person before so you know uh, 
how that person behave, you know how that how that person is. So instead of being hidden behind a keyboard, you 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 know them as a human persons. Yeah, yeah, but but we are also doing dev calls every one or two mm -hmm. weeks, and which means we speak with, with the, each other, with, which also helps more than than with just uh, chatting via GitHub. But our personal yeah. meeting is still yeah, that's totally cool. Better. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I've now get to know two guys that I've talked with the last two years, <laughs> but haven't met in person. Now I know them personally. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, is there some highlights from the first day of the conference that you could share with us? Highlights, oh. <laughs> hard to say. We we fixed some very annoying bugs finally. <laughs> that, that, that's at least the highlight to me so far. And we're, we're working. This is a valid on, response. On a Yeah. <laughs> and and we are also working on on a, a, a giving feedback on issues and to prioritize things and um, organize ourselves uh, um, a bit because this is also more easily in in person than than on a telephone if someone says I want to keep that label and the other yeah. one says no I don't want <laughs> um, but now the label is gone <laughs> and I mean we're getting started it's it's going to be a long night uh, I guess and we're going forward with a few things that now take Chabrov uh, also in the direction of Java now and then allow for better modularization, better distribution in different libraries that also other projects can reuse. There are a few big things we're now going to work on, but that's, well, technical things, not so much the things that user will see. Yep. And you've spoken about um, uh, conference calls for uh, each, I think each month for uh, the organization of the community uh, and the, the developers mostly. Uh, Beside that, how, how organized is the community around Jabref? Is it kind of an organic community or is it like really yeah. formal organization or? No, no. We have no organization founded that is a legal entity or something like that. No, it's, uh, it's organic in that sense. We have a few channels by which we communicate. Mostly that is GitHub and GitHub issues. We, we have our website where we have a forum where, where people can ask, discuss and it, help each other basically we also have a chat more or less that chitter thing yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> recently started and, and those are the ma main main channels uh via which people can get in touch with us yeah. but i mean it's open to everyone who wants to contribute no one's forced and uh, no one's well obliged to do something So we are core yeah, people yeah. of, I think, around 10 core people or, well, developers are maybe seven or eight. Uh, I don't know. And then we have a few, well, very, very uh, good users who, who help us a lot in, in testing things that we develop and giving feedback that are very active on GitHub yeah, and helpful also. Yeah. And, and, but, and what we are also using is the GitHub pull we request model to give feedback on, on the code itself and to d d discuss that. If you want to call that formal, but, but I don't would it call like that it's only a good thing to 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 integrate things and not we are the old source for patch tracker where you attach files and you can give directly feedback and we also um take care that, that, that there's a just-in-time feedback and not it's not that long mm -hmm. that you get feedback on your new features or bug fixes Oh, and we, we should also mention the translators, of course. Uh, there's also a bunch of people who, who don't code, uh, who also don't do so much in issues or discussions, but who translate the user interface uh, of JabRef to, uh, well, quite a lot of different languages. don't know how many. <laughs> but, 18. 
18, 18 yeah. languages. Okay. Um, and that is uh, also something where we could need more help, <laughs> by the way. And it's uh, also easy. You don't need any programming knowledge for that. And we're quite happy when people jump in for that. Yeah, we, which means we, we are also actively looking for people wanting to contribute in any way, also, which means either developer, translator, supporter, documentation, writer, whatever. Which languages are currently supported and which of them have partial supports? I mean, English is, of course, the core language. I think there's a lot in German, a lot in Italian. Japanese is also quite a lot. Um, some of the Nordic languages have partial translations, at least. But who? <laughs> yeah, in Chinese, the Chinese is currently lacking. We got Danish, Dutch, Greek, um, Indonesian, Italian. Indonesian is almost complete. Italian is almost complete. Japanese almost complete. Norwegian is half there. Persian only two percent. <laughs> that we could need more so any person uh, friends listening to the podcast you know <laughs> that you can help uh, yeah that would be great and and we we integrated a new uh, offering um it's called crowdin where where you, where the crowd can can translate things and this integration helped us to get the indonesian translation complete because mm -hmm. volunteers we did not know before just use the thing and so oh well they, they need to translate strings they just did it mm -hmm. yeah they just went ahead and, and did that then this this translation is now very easy Okay, so you're not using any service like not the Transifex, I think, for the translation? The crowding is much better, I would say. As for our use case, it sends pull requests and it really loads our translation files easily. It's really, really a, a superior tool. Okay. Um, you said that you're now uh, on GitHub. Previously, uh, I... I've used Jabref in the past, a long time ago. Um, you were on SourceForge back then. Uh, how was the transition from uh, SourceForge to uh, GitHub? Was it painful? Only did practically all of it, I would say. <laughs> okay. The thing is, um, as it, uh, to to as there are two, many things. The first thing is that the technical thing to moved on from SUA into Git, but there are tools around, and it was it was uh, smoothly. As some more hours, but not days. The other thing was a huge discussion: Do we keep our issue list or do we delete it? Okay. Yeah, and uh, and um, because we once transferred all issues to GitHub, then there were 2,000 open issues, and we said no. If we start with such an issue list, it, it, we will never gonna start developing on Jabber because it's so much. But I really, uh, or do we really fought, fought um, hard in the team whether we should delete the, the SourceForge project. And now, now we decided to to keep the SourceForge as 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 archive of of crazy ideas somehow. <laughs> and and now and then we go through these issues and close them or mm. or whatever. It was also a big thing migrating all the help packages, the documentation, all of this stuff that that, that Oli did <laughs> per hand by hand mostly. Yeah, per scripting. Yeah. yeah. And and we we also put huge effort in that that contributors can easily edit help pages somehow on GitHub. We we had an edit this page button there, that some kind of wiki thing, but using the pull request model of, of GitHub that we can re review things. But we have nearly no incoming uh, changes there. 
what what is really a pity. Yeah, it would be cool if uh, users could help improving the documentation, then we could focus more on coding. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we'll see. I mean, yeah, you know, and, and when, because we we changed the format from from HTML to Markdown, and uh, because we believe that the text-based format, a really plain text-based format, is, is is more suitable for users to just write things, yeah, just write something. And we hope that this will happen. Okay, so we heard you are searching for a lot of contributors. What is the easiest way to get in contact with you and start to contribute? Um, well, the first way I would say via the forum or uh, via GitHub issues, uh, also via the chat, one, one of these channels. And usually people react very quickly, so usually via a day, within a day you get a reaction from someone and then a discussion emerges and then uh, you can see what you can do. We also, for those people who like to program, we also have in our issue tracker issues tagged as good first issue. If you look at that, then there's more easy programming tasks, uh, how you can get into Jabra if, if you want to develop. But apart from that, it's the forum, I would say. Okay. So we spoke a lot about the ChatRef community and ChatRef itself. And now we want to submit more to the Floss concept. And our first question here would be, what is your vision about Floss and its importance for the openness of science? Okay, let's put it in one sentence. Um, we believe that openness engages contributors to work on projects and, and improve the software world as a whole. Okay, it's a good statement. And... What is the most important feature of ChatRef which researchers ben benefits from? Well, well, it's the support for BibTech. Basically, BibTech is uh, something that uh, many researchers, uh, especially in the natural sciences, need uh, for, for writing papers. And that is where ChatRef is very strong because it's on native format, that I would say. Yeah, yeah, but we mean beside the fact that it is using uh, BibTech, uh, if it was a closed software, but using BibTech versus now that it is open, the fact that it is open versus closed software, uh, how do you think that benefits researchers? Well, um, uh, you, you can get your changes or your, your special wishes in much more easily than you get for commercial software where you have to pay for that or where you need to raise support tickets, but say if you have some crazy idea regarding a new import format, regarding a new web fetcher website where you want to fetch bibliographic items from, then that all of these are things that you can get into Jabra very easily. And we've reacted on user suggestions a few times, I think, integrating new databases. And also user can, of course, get in his uh, his own website very easily supported in Jabra by by a little bit of Java code. And we, we get contributors also from time to time who use that exactly. And I guess that is open source. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the spirit. So, Do you think that using Floss has negative impacts on science? Oh, well, let, let, let us think. I think um, maybe on finishing PhD thesis on time. Our PhD <laughs> thesis. <laughs> Um, otherwise, In some cases, it uh, had quite a negative impact. Yes. <laughs> it's a very good procrastination to, to program instead of uh, doing research. <laughs> you know, otherwise, we, we cannot think of any negative impact. What are your fields of research for your PhD? Distributed systems, uh, software engineering, so to say. So, I mean, 
Uh, well, I, I work a little bit on, on, also you mentioned technical debt. It's also something uh, I, I work on and there's plenty of that in Jabra. <laughs> so I use the tool to also look at use things case. like that. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so if you do quality studies on software, you can also use Jabra. Uh, I can only recommend that. It's used in quite a lot of research papers for exactly that purpose. And um, and I was doing my PhD in the area of business process management, but uh, more the execution of, of business processes that you can automate things. And um, Jabra just helped me to to collect my my um, research papers and to uh, to bring in related work to to to, to my papers. Thanks. Um... How is the Jabref project financed? I mean, you, you don't have a formal organization, but if you, like you have a website to operate, you have uh, probably some uh, servers running for the project. I don't know. Uh, do you require some capital to operate, or is it pocket money from the members, from people giving uh, computer resources? Uh, well, yeah, yes, we do support. Uh, well, we do need support, and so far it's donations that keep us going. So donations from random people who use the tool. <laughs> um, some, some also donate us money, and there, there's different things uh, that we need to pay. I mean, uh, web hosting, of course. You said one, one of the very big points now is code signing certificates, actually, because if you want to get a nice installed experience in macOS, for example, you need even as an open source project. You need to pay a few hundred dollars <laughs> to, to get a certificate for that. Uh, and for that, we need money. That, that, that is true. And not too much overall, since all of the contributors so far contribute completely on their free time, on their own time. So we don't pay anyone for code. And, and that works still. But, but I mean, hosting things, certificates, these are the things we need money for. Yeah. So far, it's working. We're financed. <laughs> yeah. But but we but we also have the idea to to collect yeah. much money to pay someone for, let's say, not so lovely things to fix. Yeah, or bug bounties. Yeah, yeah, mm. such, such such things. But currently, we don't have that much money to open bug mm. bounties. It's just too too less. Mm. And um, now we we are working on on platforms. Or I was joining. Um, donation platforms for regularly donations because I hope that if every user of Jabref donates 10 cents each month to, to Jabref, then you yeah. could hire a, a professional developer probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's only 10 cents. It's one euro yeah. per year. If every yeah. user donates one or euro per year, we are fully funded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you spoke about the distribution under OSX. Um, do you... Uh, and like on Windows, you probably can go on the website, download it. Uh, on uh, OS X as well, you can download and install. On Linux, it's in the Linux repositories. But do you um, want to get into like the, I don't know, the Windows Store or the Mac App Store to get a better discoverability for the application? Or do you feel that just being on the website as a downloadable option is good enough for Jabref? We we ha actually have an issue for that <laughs> now issue tracker where where exactly that feature is asked for but we, we so far we simply don't have the time to do that we're we're trying to work on uh, the core functionality and fixing bugs at the moment I mean in the long term it would be good to distribute the software in as many channels as possible but uh, right now we don't have the manpower it's it's difficult enough to get it into the uh, package repositories for all the different Linux distributions already. 
and in in the commercial stores might be even harder so so no immediate action points so to say and getting in and the java written program is always also much more harder to to get it in as it's it's really really a mess as a <laughs> And so let's see what the future holds. <laughs> we'll ask you the standard question that we'll ask Oliver interviewee. Uh, what is your favorite text processing tool? Uh, Word, LibreOffice, LaTeX, Markdown, Emacs org mode, something strange or esoteric? Uh, what is it? Uh, well, it depends. Um, regarding written documents, it's LaTeX with Tech Studio, I would say, for me personally, or share LaTeX. <laughs> also, for, for me, for, for scientific work, uh, LaTeX for sure, uh, but with Overleaf because I like the rich, tech, mm. uh, rich text functionality there. And um, but for documentation, I really fell in love with Markdown. Also, really, really, really cool thing, and I can motivate others to to write that because with LaTeX the barrier is still high to to get started. I'm working on on templates for LaTeX that the barrier is more low. The scientific thesis template or some some templates to get started with Springer more more easily, but it's still not that easy to to get started in there for a Markdown. Yep. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Yeah, we, we would like uh, to, to spread out a big thank you to all our contributors and developers of JetRef and also the guys working on the Linux distributions to get it in. Mm -hmm. And um, also to, to the translators who do a really good job keep keeping the translations up, up, up to date. And um, thank to you guys for having mm. us. Thanks also to the uh, users, I would say, to, to the ones who help us find bugs. Uh, the ones who do it in a polite and non-insulting way, <laughs> uh, those I really appreciate. <laughs> yeah, but thanks for having us today. Thanks to you, both of you, Olivier and uh, York, for your time in this interview. Uh, if any of our listeners wants to reach you, how would you like them to contact you? Well, via the forum or GitHub, I would say. The Twitter channel, maybe, uh, the, the three things we said. No, yeah, sure. Those are the best. You know, at our GitHub pages, we have left our contact data, and then just you can just email us. Yeah. So thank you for the interview. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thank you, guys. This will be all for today's episode of the Philosopher Science Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the interview. And you can reach me on Twitter at DLPK. Or you can reach me at underscore DBrass or both of us at Floss for Science. Also, we are now on iTunes, Stitcher and Google Play Music. You can help us by leaving comments and rating to help new listeners discover our show. Our website is located at flossforscience.github.io where you can find all of our contact information and a link to our GitHub page where you can submit subjects, ideas or for future episodes. You also can listen to our previous episodes or find the RSS feed to get all of our interviews yeah, delivered directly to your podcast player. Our current schedule is to release an episode on the first Wednesday of every month. And we also like to announce that we are now providing all our episodes in the OGG format. And yeah, you only can get this RSS feed on our website, not on iTunes, Stitcher and Co. Yeah, but if you prefer this open format, please go to our website and use the RSS feeds there. We hope you enjoyed the show and that we will see you all in our next episode. 
See you. Bye. Bye.